Good morning. Whether you're joining us over public television, over the internet live stream, or here in person, welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. I am Chris Jimerson, co-lead minister at the church. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I especially want to welcome you if you're visiting with us this morning. We have a special service today where we will do our water communion. I will tell you more about that in just a bit. If you're visiting with us, please say hello in the comments if you're online and let us know from where you're watching the service. If you're here in person, please join us for coffee and conversation after the service in House and Hall. That's back through these double doors, through the triple doors, and to your right. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person, and it's in that tradition that I invite you to greet the holy among us, either in the comments online or by turning to those around you if you are here in person. Good morning. I'm Celeste Padilla. My pronouns are she and her, and today I will be serving as your lay leader. Helping us light the chalice today is Zoe Milam Cast, and please say with me the words we use to light the chalice. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth we share with one another as struggle becomes our salvation. And our call to worship is from Jalaluddin Rumi, or simply Rumi. He was a 13th century poet, Islamic scholar, theologian, and Sufi mystic, originally from Greater Khorasan in Greater Iran. You are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in drops. This congregation has a mission. It's our common religious purpose. We wrote it together. It guides our decision-making, our programs, and our ministries. We put it on our wall, and we say it together every Sunday so that we might more readily carry it in our hearts throughout the week. Let's do so now. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. Solution. 
Stokes. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm going to read you a story. And I'd like to invite the children or anyone who wants the best view of the pictures to come on up to the front. So this story we're reading today is called We Are Water Protectors. And it's by a native author and a native illustrator, Carol Lindstrom and Michaela Goad. And they are talking about their people, which means the indigenous people, the native people who were here before people ever came from Europe and told stories and took care of this land that we're living on. So when she's talking about my people, that's who she's talking about. When she talks about what they did for all time and what they're doing now, that's who she means. This is about taking care of our water and helping with things like pollution and other problems. Water is the first medicine, Nokomis told me. We come from water. It nourished us inside our mother's body as it nourishes us here on Mother Earth. Water is sacred, she said. We stand with our songs and our drums. We are still here. Do you see the circle of people? The river's rhythm runs through my veins, runs through my people's veins. My people talk of a black snake that will destroy the land. Spoil the water, poison plants and animals, wreck everything in its path. When my people first spoke of the black snake, they foretold that it wouldn't come for many, many years. Now the black snake is here. Its venom burns the land, courses through the water making it unfit to drink. Take courage. I must keep the black snake away from my village's water. I must rally my people together to stand for the water, to stand for the land, to stand as one against the black snake. We stand with our songs and our drums. We are still here. It will not be easy. We fight for those who cannot fight for themselves, the winged ones, the crawling ones, the four-legged, the two-legged, the plants, trees, rivers, lakes. 
the earth. We are all related to water and to each other. Tears like waterfalls stream down, tracks down my face, tracks down my people's faces. Water has its own spirit, Nokomis told me. Water is alive. Water remembers our ancestors who came before us, she said. We stand with our songs and our drums. We are still here. We are stewards of the earth. Our spirits have not been broken. We are water protectors. We stand. The black snake is in for the fight of its life. The end. This is the time in our service where we center ourselves together. We breathe together. Some meditate. Some pray in whatever way is meaningful to them. Some simply follow their breath to a deeper place inside. Place of greater wisdom. A place where our great interconnectedness flows through us. That place where a spark of the divine resides within each of us. And breathing together, we enter into a time of sacred silence together. Remembering in this congregation that the sounds of small children and other human sounds are a part of that sacred silence. Breathing in, breathing out, we now enter the sacred silence together. In a moment, I will invite you to light candles Candles of sorrow, joy, remembrance, hopes. And now as the music starts, please feel free to light candles. And as the music comes to a close later, to hold the meditative silence.
Langston Hughes. James Mercer Langston Hughes was an American poet, social activist, novelist, playwright, and columnist from Joplin, Missouri. One of the earliest innovators of the literary art form called jazz poetry, Hughes is best known as a leader of the Harlem Renaissance. The Negro Speaks of Rivers. I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood in human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans, and I've seen its muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. On this, the first Sunday in September of each year, we hold our annual in-gathering service. We come together to begin our new church year with a much-loved Unitarian Universalist tradition, the water communion ceremony or ritual. And so we gather today for this annual ritual that reminds us that though we are separate beings, we are also one just as the waters of the earth, the streams, the lakes, the rivers, the oceans are one in a continuously renewing cycle. Our cycle of summer travels has just about come to a close. The new school year has begun. So we gather this year in a time of much excitement and hope for this church, a time of faith and renewal a sense of renewal that arises out of the great potential that lies before this religious community because of the great work we have and will continue to do after more than a year since the stay-at-home times of the pandemic and the retirement of a much-loved senior minister. We gather with a hope that comes from so many new folks having joined us in our spiritual journey as a religious community. If this is your first in-gathering and water communion service, I especially want to welcome you. I promise more explanation and instructions will be forthcoming. We gather with a faith in the real differences this thriving and growing religious community can make in our own lives and the lives of so many others. Now, to help you understand why we do the way the water communion the way we do it now, I want to tell you about how we used to do the water communion in this church. We would have these big vases up here like we do now. People would come forward with their water and meld them together in the vases, and we would have a microphone on each side, and each person or family would one by one on Sunday share the story of their water, usually where it came from and their travels, 
And then on Monday morning, we would all have breakfast together when the service finally came to a close. Okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but as the church grew, the ceremony did get longer and longer, and it left less time for people to share equally, and we could tend to get focused on the travels rather than the values that the water represented for us, the spiritual meaning of those waters. So I also want to help root our water communion in religious values and spirituality by telling you a little bit about its history. It originated in 1980. A group of feminists from within our Unitarian Universalist movement were advocating for a greater role for women in our worship services and our ministry, and they were advocating to eliminate sexist language from our guiding documents of that time period, words such as mankind, which were used throughout. So feminists Carolyn McDade and Lucille Shook Longview put together a worship service for a gathering of UU feminist women called the Women and Religion Continental Convocation of Unitarian Universalist. They called it coming home like rivers to the sea. I want to read for you how they described it within that first water communion service. They said, Making our way like rivers from places distant and near, we come together to give shape to a new spirituality. For there is no theology that calls women to strength rather than to support the strength of others. Recognizing that, we see we must question every box, every definition, every assignment from an authority outside our own beings. So we come together to question, to hear, to share, to speak, to inspire, and to celebrate through new rituals, knowing that our energy and our love are transforming Celebrating now our connectedness, we choose water as our symbol of our empowerment, a spirituality that uplifts, empowers, and connects. Now, to give you some idea of what those feminists were feeling at that time, I want to tell you a little story about how when they did that first water communion ritual, they invited all of the women present to empty out their perfume bottles and their cosmetic containers, which they saw as symbols that exploited, quote, perceived feminine inadequacies that our society sees, and to use those bottles and containers to fill them up with that holy water they had shared that spoke to them about empowerment about a growing spirituality that was about interconnectedness and love. That's where our water communion is rooted, in justice, in empowerment, in love for one another, 
in this universalist idea that a river of love flows through our universe that supports us and sustains us and moves us forward, while at the same time we are tributaries to that river of love. We help it grow, become stronger in a continuous cycle of ever-growing love. So our water communion today, for our water communion today, I'm going to invite you to find someone near you whom you did not come with. Don't worry if you didn't bring water with you. We have more up here. And it's okay just to imagine or think about a source of water that matters to you. I'm going to invite you to share with one another what that water means to you. What does it symbolize? How does it affect your spirituality? What values speak to you because of that water? It's okay to share where you traveled also and from where the water comes, but please concentrate more on that symbolic meaning. How does it make you feel connected? Part of a greater whole, empowered, uplifted, How might it represent one of our church's religious values for you? Transcendence, community, compassion, courage, transformation. So, let our annual water communion now begin. All blessings upon these waters. All blessings upon each of you who brought them. We close our ritual with a quote from author Margaret Atwood. Water does not resist. Water flows. When you plunge your hand into it, all you feel is a caress. Water is not a solid wall. It will not stop you. But water always goes where it wants to go, and nothing in the end can stand against it. Water is patient. Dripping water wears away a stone. Remember that. Remember you are half water. If you can't go through an obstacle, go around it. Water does. So please say with me the words we say to extinguish the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. For our benediction today, I offer you the poetry of Lucille Clifton, a prolific and widely respected poet. Her work emphasizes endurance and strength through adversity. She focuses particularly on African-American experience and family life. The poem is called Blessing the Boats. May the tide that is entering even now the lip of our understanding carry you out beyond the face of fear. May you kiss the wind, then turn from it certain that it will love your back. May you open your eyes to water, 
water waving everywhere. And may you, in your innocence, sail through this to that. Sail in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.